Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance How's it going, Lance Psycho? I don't want to be. I don't want to be angry today. I want to be a happy, happy guy because the sun is shining. It's seventy degrees in Colorado. Uh, chickens are laying eggs. Stuff's growing. So I, I think you may be angry. The same reason I was angry yesterday. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> we still got to talk about that. So the development. There's. Pro- I won't even go into it. There's just issues right now with the development, and literally, I was so uh, upset last night that I know. Man, I'm not going to go to sleep for like two, three hours. So you had a beer. I No, I almost did. <laughs> I almost had a beer, honestly. And then I thought, I need to just take this like, I was sitting on the couch watching Family Guy, and my wife is like, you're zoning out. I'm like, I'm trying to meditate. I'm just trying to meditate. Yep. And it worked out. Went to bed. Everything was great. Um, Atlas even got up at five to say goodbye. And, nice. And he kept sitting up until I left, because when I leave, he gets my spot in the bed. Nice. So he, he knows. That's a <laughs> warm like, spot. My wife's like, I think he's waiting for you to leave. I was like, that's what he says. Yeah. Um, so first I want to start out reaching out to your heroes, Lance. Oh, yes. So tell us that story. So uh, this last week, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, I was I was bra- I was talking about uh, boasting about reading um, Jordan Peterson's new book. It's called Twelve Rules for Life. It's so good. It's so phenomenal. Good. I'm only like four chapters in. It's phenomenal. I can't. I couldn't shut up about it for about a week, and I'm still talking about it. Yeah. So much so, I thought it was so good that we bought everybody in the firm a a copy of the book. They could they could pick digital or, or, or hard copy, and then and then after I finished it, then I then I put my my own social media post, and I said, hey. Anybody, anybody who, who um, wants book to read, I, I recommend this for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're at in life. You could you could benefit from reading this book. Um, and so then, right after that, then right after that, I emailed Jordan Peterson, and I I thanked him from the bottom of my heart and told him that we bought him for our, we bought copies for everybody in our firm. And and let me tell everyone, he's an extremely busy man right now. He's uh, number one or number two. He's the number one seller. New York Times bestseller best in the world. In the world right now. Letters up the wazoo. I mean, he probably gets thousands of con- uh, contacts a day. I'm not kidding you. Yep. So what happened? And he's what on. He, and he's on the likes of like Joe Rogan, um, Thaddeus Russell. You know, the very prominent podcasters, right? Yep. Um, he's so busy that he actually got nixed, or he had to cancel. Uh, going being on a, one of the one of my favorite uh, podcasts for my friend Mark Clare, and it was totally bummed uh, with the Lions of Liberty. Couldn't couldn't be on that podcast anyway. So what happened was, uh, his wife takes the emails. So I emailed him in the morning, and then I was I was later on later on that night I was laying in bed. I checked my email one last time, and it popped up and it said uh, Tammy Peterson, and. And I read the email to myself, and it was like a one-line email, and it said, "I just passed. I just passed your message on on, on to Doctor Peterson, and he said, I wish you had thanks, more.' Thanks, th- yeah, thank man. you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I wish you had more employees. Yeah, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed when I when I saw that. So, what's the lesson here, Al? Well, well, here's a couple other ones. I've reached out to Seth Godin, 
He wrote Purple Cow, big time author, just like Jordan and all that. He, uh, because of my book, The Creativity Code, he reached back. Uh, he said that he liked uh, the concept and all that, but he was super busy, right? Uh, Paul Goldberg, who I met at the uh, Architecture Awards. And everybody should know who that is. He is the critic for the New York Times, the architecture yep. critic for the New York Times. Yep. And he wrote, he, he's written some awesome books. And he responded to me. I'll read the email. Uh, Hi, Alex. My apologies for not responding sooner. I was very impressed with the section of your book you sent and would be happy to talk further. My schedule is wildly overcommitted. So I'm not sure whether I can do an introduction, but would like to consider it will depend on timing among other things best. So then I think I emailed him once again, and this was like a couple of years ago. I, I literally could get back in contact with him and maybe be like, oh yeah, I have an opening. I forgot I wanted to do that. I forgot I wanted to write an intro opening for your book. Hilarious. Alex Gore. Alex Gore. So um, Devin Tilly, we reached out, got on his podcast. Yep. What I think what we're saying is that don't be afraid to, to reach out. Reach out with Nick. Now he's reading every week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Did, did we reach out to him? Absolutely. He, I got in touch with him. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did you even know of Nick? Nick, Nick for some reason, uh, he had his social media presence is, is very good. Uh, at least I think so, his anyway. His designs are good, too. His designs are really good, and he's hilarious. Yeah. Good thing so, he, he's so short and he can't hear this because the waves go above oh his head because his head would get too big <laughs> so uh i've started following him on instagram and like and then on facebook too and he just posted so many things where i was like wow this guy this guy this guy puts himself out there yeah. and and uh and i think he maybe liked or commented or, or something about our podcast and then i got in touch with them and asked me if you do worse and best advice and now here we are best friends same thing best mark friends. lepage the best friends with nick best friends with mark um, doing doing stuff that we're going to reveal to everyone. The first right? time, yeah, the first time, Mark. The first time we ever got on was on where on Mark's podcast and started in, interacting with Mark and the Entrecte community was, I think Mark's one hundredth episode. He'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Something like that where he said, "Send in, uh, send in your one minute story." Remember that? Oh yeah. So we recorded it on the way back from teaching. Yep. in the car and told him about our one like I think I think our elevator speech about who we are and whatever as a small firm architects. Yep. Um and then from there we just kept in contact and contact yeah. and so if you are not driving, I would say email two to three people right now that you've wanted to get into contact with. And then here's another thing. Don't don't be sad if they don't reply. My former boss, Daniel Liebskin, who's a famous guy, uh, I've reached out to him in a couple times. My my I worked under him. There was a boss Carla, which was great. And I think she's replied and I've met her in New York and stuff like that. But, um, there's been plenty of people and I can't talk about names. Well, I I just can't remember, but I've got nothing back or, or anything like that. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't let it offend your ego, anything like that. I think I've even, and I'm a, what D list celebrity. Uh, I've even <laughs> I've even forgot I think to reply. D-list, yeah. yeah, I think you're D list. So if you go to North, North Dakota State and you and you give money, then you're C list. Wow, <laughs> at least to them in that like small little pocket. Yeah. So um, so yeah, at least try it. If you're in the car, pull over. Way off. I got another. I got another tangential story. So I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to um, uh, Angelo uh, Angelo Marasco. And Angelo is a listener uh, to our podcast, and he 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 and I'm pretty sure it's his wife. They they own Cadence Studio, out of um, uh, they're they're out of Loveland or sorry, they're out of Denver. So uh, he got in touch with us and was looking for a bookkeeper recommendation. So we said, hey, why don't you we, we'll recommend our bookkeeper for you? They got in touch with me yesterday and said, um, 
Uh, Penny has been helping us since last fall and has been Shout great. Shout out Penny. Penny yeah. is amazing. Yep, yep. Uh, front range bookkeeping. And if we really appreciate you sharing her, her with us. On another topic, we got an inquiry for a project up in Loveland that is just too far away from us. And it sounds like she would like to get started very soon. Boom. Oh, boom. How awesome is that? If we wouldn't have started this silly little podcast, I don't think we would have silly. that connection and everything. So, so just, uh, we cannot, I don't know how many times we have to tell, say this, like, just put yourself out there in a positive way. If you got a good message to say, make some art, make, do something. I, I have another shout out. Go ahead. Joshua Stewart from JDS Design Studios. So he's on our Inside the Firm uh, Facebook page. This is, I'm going to read his whole quote because it, it's very, uh, uh, it's good information. So he says, Lance and Alex, you should have said Alex and Lance. How dare you? <laughs> I've been catching up on the uh, last few episodes and noticed you talking about Revit pricing. So everyone, if you're in AutoCAD, you should be moving to Revit heavily. You should be heavily moving into Revit. Uh, you've been saying it's 65 a month for Revit Lite. That is actually for a suite that includes Revit Lite and AutoCAD. Wow. So that's two for one. I used to, I used to subscribe to that, but now I'm using just Revit. Good for you, Joshua. I do not touch AutoCAD whatsoever. Uh, at a standalone at 50 bucks a month. AutoCAD Lite is also 50 bucks a month. So if you are on AutoCAD Lite, there's no reason what are you for you to switch over. If, what are you doing? Unless it's like, oh, I don't have time to learn it. Go to RevitFurniture.com. There's training, the tutorials, and then there's even a paid one that gives you a whole template, a whole system. That's, a, that's our thing. I swear by it. Guarantee it. You can have your money back if you don't like it. Don't, don't even worry about it. Just invest. Um, Autodesk just raised their price this week to 55 a month. Oh, no. It went up 5 bucks a Darn month. Darn $5. Um, but still a great deal. I do only residential single-family projects, and Revit Lite is fantastic for this and great price point for a small one-man studio. The features missing from full Revit aren't much of a factor in what I do, making Levit, Revit Lite great. I encourage everyone to quit using the software from the last millennium, AutoCAD, <laughs> and come join the modern world. Awesome. Thanks again for the podcast. It continues to be my favorite. Uh, thanks, Joshua, JDS Design Studio. Yeah, thank you for that message. I mean, now is the time. Now is the time because uh, it, actually a couple of years ago was the time. So the best time to, to switch over is now if you haven't. There you have it. All right. Are you ready for my next segment? Yeah, sure. Al, by the way, I don't have any notes. Just everybody should know this. Uh, I have no notes in front of me right now. Al is running the show. Yeah. And they are on the big screen right there. But that's behind <laughs> you. So you it's behind see. me. I had to turn. Okay. So as you know, I've been wanting to revisit the website. Uh-oh. And I want to keep some of the great features, like how clean it is, right? How how simple the sidebar is. It's not is. bad. It's no. not a bad site. Yep, not a bad site. Um, this gets a little this about with the history of the blog, um, and then contact. It's a little bit too messy, but again, very clean, very clear, right? Um, some things that I don't. There's two things that I don't like. Okay. One. Uh, let me see this. Okay, it works on this screen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He wanted to, what did you want? Well, just tell everybody what you were hoping to prove. On, on my screen. Look th th this looks amazing. On my screen, which my screen is a lot like a lot of other people. Look. Yeah. Like, do you see how some of this is cut off yeah. and weird? So he here's my two gripes, right? One is that when we need to edit it, a lot of times we have to go to our web developer. So we can't do it on the fly, right? Fair enough. The second one, and here's the biggest one, is the amount of inquiries we get. So look at this, Lance. We can go to stats, and if you go to stats, we can see that of the unique visitors, we get over 100 
every single day. A day? A day. On our website? On our website. Which means... I'm blaming me. You should, For what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, which means that we should be getting at least one inquiry, maybe even three subscribe to if we were giving away a free PDF. Right? Oh, look at you. So we should have one a day inquiry with, with these numbers or even um, you could say one every other day. So that would be 15 a month. Now, if we look at our uh, F9, yep, form entries, we have 10 this whole year. Okay. That is not good. And then a lot of them are like uh, uh, either Atlas or like someone who wants to redo our website. You know, this person says, hello, Tim, you know, like a guy that doesn't even what? work for us. Uh, 3D renderings, right? So like maybe six of these are somewhat legitimate. Okay. Right. All right. So now you read story brand. Yep. Right. And, uh, they talk about websites and all that stuff. So can we keep some of the great stuff of the original website and then update it? So at least we can up, try to up our numbers of inquiries. Right. Um, and then maybe make it so that we can edit it whenever we want. Right. So one of the big things that he said, and I don't know if you remember this from story brand is like have a picture of people enjoying whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So here's a test, right? I've been doing this in the morning. Look at that happy family. Look at that happy I've, family. Did you completely change the whole look of the website? Well, look. Yeah. yeah. So F9, uh, it, it's a picture of Lance's house with his whole happy family. What Ka- sucks is like, I love Weebly, but then like the font is, I'm sorry. Like, we can change the font. This is me complaining about, I mean, but it just, every time it's like. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So we have our simple stuff up there, right? Now it, it, it's still clear. With what's going on here, see inside, look at this. Now we have like some depth to the website. Right away, this is what's been hooking people is this uh, video that we made. And yeah. now it's front and center, right? And then basically they say, and I'm following story brand, like, hey, the clients need to be, you know, the hero and all yep, that. How are you helping them? Right? And then look at this. See some of our, you know, some of our work, right? And then at the bottom, I'm actually going to make this front and center, right? This contact us and have a clear call to action, right? That was the other thing in story brand, a clear call, call to action. The other thing I want to implement is that after about 15 seconds or whatever, you know how they have those. You know what would be nice then if we could just, if we can maintain the old one and then we test month versus month. I, well, th- I think that's what I want to see is, okay, fine. Do your thing, Al. Yeah. Let's test it. Well, month I don't over know. Month. I don't, we can keep the old one, but we have to replace this. And let's say this is three months. We've had three months you know, like in, in this one, now the next three months, this one, and then did we get more than 10 inquiries? Exactly. Did those? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then, um, for work, what right, right here, this work tab. Yeah. Right. I want to, what's great about this is I think I might do it another way so that they pop up, but we can organize it right. So that we can put them in. I have them in small, medium, and then large. And then look, I found these great graphics. Remember, we don't even have these. They're so good. What I don't like about this, though, is it, is it like, it, even though it does, what's nice about the existing website right now yeah. is that it's very clean, okay? And then all of a this sudden, it's, can like, get it's like we're going dirty again with just like overwhelming content. And I feel like that's what we went away from on, in going to a clean version. Well, this is only somewhat clean, right? Because if you look at our... Um, about, about, actually this about is basically going to be the same thing on this one in the company. 
it's going to be the same thing, right? Um, so that one's fine. This go inside F9, this one's okay. Um, the contact us, this is where like we're using those, those things, which this is, this is pretty dirty, but let me keep going because I think you're right. Like let's keep going on, on, on the clean version, right? So the work we can clean up, right? And what's cool is that now we can put a description and like specs and they pop up okay. and pop down. So then <clears throat> it, it's funny. Um, solutions. So Enix here's. Uh, obviously you know him just sent out an email you guys should all subscribe to his email go to the webinar uh, uh, that he has if uh, go to inside the firm and we'll have a link to it right because he gave out great advice and and you know this too right is he was talking about sending out your portfolio and how to rephrase your portfolio so because when I send someone it's, it's subtle psychology a portfolio they're sitting there and judging me he goes if you reframe it as solutions right then like people are getting like, Oh, I understand this is for a different project and it's problem solutions, just like big architecture. They set up the problem first and then give the solution because your mindset's already in it. So what I was going to do is, okay, here's a web page about like literally what differentiates us, right? Our fast communication, right? Our clear 3d drawings. This has to be built out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then under our deep understanding of building, because basically we de uh, design build and everyone builds sure. and stuff like that. And then you could have drop downs. And what I loved about, I've been looking at a bunch of different websites and the ones that I like, there was this ex excavator that had tabs for, his, you know, his different services. And then he went into the process of those different services in a very clear format. And I was immediately just like looking through that. I was like, Oh, I'm just convinced. I'm convinced that you're going to do this mountain one. Just sure. great. Sure. Um, uh, so then, then people can go to solutions and then we can really tell, like we can tell a story about our 3d floor plans, communication, stuff like that. And then, and then those, uh, the keywords and everything come back, but it's still very clear and concise and all that. And then the company information, which would basically be the about, if it can be a, if, if it, if the end product can be a hybrid between the previous, the website previous to the one we have now. And, and some and, new ideas, and what we have, and, and, and what we have now in terms of cleanliness, fine, go for it. But yeah. th I think that's that's where it's got to be. It can't be closer to the dirty. Yep. And the one before too, what it didn't have this feature, and and one of the reasons why we wanted to go with the custom and the specialized is that it didn't have the ability to do these sections. You know what I mean? Where you can clearly delineate between full body sections. And but now it does all of a sudden? Now it does. Oh, okay. So now maybe we, we finally caught up. It caught up to what we wanted. Okay, great. Then if that's the case, cool. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to watch you put it together and then I'll proofread it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome, dude. That sounds awesome. But those are great graphics. Those are the ones you found. I forgot about that. The Jazz House ones. Yeah. They're fantastic, yeah. 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 What he's talking about is we, we submitted for, I think, Architect Magazine um residential architect an award we didn't get it we didn't win but uh we put together some cool graphics yeah sections stuff that you'd see in school yeah so. okay what else Al? what do you got next f9 franchise f9 franchise that's an idea mm -hmm. we so, want to do that <laughs> so this is literally just uh picking your brain so i think there's two ways to do it i think the way that we're going to do it is that people from our firm are going to franchise out into denver other markets something like that um but I'm wondering, and, and maybe the audience can chime in if there's any of this opportunity, because Nick brought this up too. Like, what if, what if there's someone in a, another market, a Fargo market, you know, Texas market, something like that, 
and they want a franchise because uh, our podcast brings in uh, a, a lot of presence, right? Um, our website is set up because it's a franchise. It'd be you know used through our website, credit of work, and then uh, our training and, and all that, right? So wh- what if, because we've talked about franchise years ago, and what it, here's an idea of like the process is that people apply and it's kind of harking back to what we were talking about last time where that firm shrut design groups invests in and then takes part of the profit right yep so the only way that they make money is that that person grows so let's say someone wants to you know apply you know they'd have to apply portfolio experience work all that stuff they'd have to come here go through our training, set up all this stuff. And then, and literally it would still be set up to, Hey, if, if it's not a good fit after that point, like no one has to do this. And then we start it based off of a, a, a profit model, right? Now they're ready to go. Uh, they have the system, they have marketing support. They have like, we can hook them up with a penny, the accountant so that it just goes through that way. You know, uh, have phone calls, have, uh, you know, yearly meetings, stuff like that. It's just an idea I had, and honestly, I want your thoughts. And then, is is anyone thinking about starting a firm, but they want all that? You know what I mean? Like, God, I know. I, I, I just wish. Yeah, I, I I just wish. Exactly. What if they had that idea in their head where they're? I just wish that I I had all the material ready to go. Man, I wish there was just something I could buy well, or just I, all ready to go. Like, and I, and I can I could call somebody else too. I think that's one of the biggest prob- biggest fears that maybe sole proprietors have. I know I would have it if if I didn't have you as a business partner. Would be, God, I just need to bounce. Like, there's some weird thing that happened, and I, I have nobody to talk to about it. It, it, it just happened this week. So think about a, a sole person starting out, right? It can be done. It can obviously be done all the time. Yeah. But but I think what happens is that you go and then you hit your header, you go down this path, you're aiming towards this path, but there's a lot of branches where you need to come back out. I think we could eliminate some of those branches and bring it back in. I don't know what we were talking about, but it happened to me or you or someone said to someone, hey, what, what's going on here? Should I do this or this? And then you said, hey, how about this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. Now do it. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I think there's a need for it. Absolutely. But do you think other people think there's a need for it? Because I do now, looking back, and then knowing that I can call you up and talk to you and you can call me up. Is there an analogy we can make here to another product where somebody was like, wow, I'm, I can't... I, didn't even know I needed this, but I, now, that I, now that I have it, it seems like I always needed it. Type of oh. thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like potato chip clip, the clips they can go on top of well, potato chip. I'll give bags. you one example. <laughs> I'll give you one example. After you uh, get an understanding of Revit, you go, "Holy cow! What what kind of junk world was I living That's in back true. in AutoCAD?" That's true. Absolutely. What kind of crazy Mad Max yeah. life did I have? Yeah. You know what? Uh, one of our employees, many of our employees, have had that epiphany for sure. But one in particular, Jackson. You know, yeah. he, so he came from a firm that he was working in in San Francisco, came out here. We got him trained in Revit. Uh, we did it the right way. Finally learned our lesson, got him trained in Revit. And then he worked in it for, I think, I think it was maybe within a month. He goes, oh, if you guys went back to AutoCAD, I'd quit. I would just quit. I would quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd fire myself immediately. So I think, yeah, if, if we can produce something like that and, and, and just make it easy for people. To transition in that way, you know, where it's just a layup, but it's got to just be clean, clear, concise. And you're just like, look, in 30 days or less, you'll be up and running if you do these things or a week or less or something like that. Like all the tools here, you just got to plug in, yeah. you know, and then it makes sense for everybody monetarily. But somehow you're selling the feeling interesting. of 
of clarity, right? Because exactly. there's there's a, a there's a lot of great resources of, of doing it yourself, but this is like you know what I love about the, you know what I really love about this, and and it's aligned with we only succeed if you succeed. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. You, you, where I was going with this, what I really love this is this is business coaching in action. Yep. And well, because we're actually. <laughs> For our owners actually doing it. Not- One of my pet peeves, I don't know if I've said this before yeah. on here, was is when I we get these solicitations from business coaches on LinkedIn. And every time my first thing back to them is, oh, you know, thanks for contacting me. But if, if uh, just, just curious, you know, can you point to another architecture firm where your services provided like can re- um, relied on their revenue? So like if you increase their revenue, then, then do you get paid after that? Like... You, you know, otherwise yes. I'm just throwing my money at a at a money. Like you're you're literally telling a business person, somebody who's in business, you're coming at them and saying that I need to hire somebody else who who maybe has never even started a business. They just I don't know. They took courses or something. Yeah. Or they made one successful business. Yeah. God, um, there was somewhere else I was going, and you might need to pause it because I I really need to come up with this thought. So unless you got something else to say, let me think for a while. Okay. What do you got, Al? So the other thing too, and you can't muddy the message when you're trying, when we are trying to gain literally a partner, like I, I wasn't going to say, Oh, we're trying to sell someone, but literally what we're trying to do is gain another business partner, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. have them succeed. Is that another thing that that's hard is that these ebbs and flows of architecture, Oh man, just the construction industry. And, and here's one of our biggest challenges because we fought it for a couple of years is that we'd have enough work for 2.5 people. But pulling that trigger for the third person was hard, right? And it's almost like we had to go till 3.1 person or 3.2, and then we'd get the third person, right? So in our firm where we already have a staff of people, there's two ways that it could help out is that, okay, let's say everything's working well and we get overflow. If you're starting your business, we can flow work your way because you're trained in the system. There you go. But then also as you grow and you're at 1.25 capacity, or 1.75 capacity, you can put off a half of that capacity to us until you get to 2.2. Yep. And then you can hire a guy, take back, you know, because that was one of the hardest. Remember that? Because we even hired person then. The, the multiplication, just then, getting the multiplication to start is is the di- most difficult thing there is. And I think is a, even just with you and I, and then like, right. oh, got to get, the, if we just get that third person, it would free us up, then we can do X, Y, and Z, and then we and can get another one and we can free them up and et cetera, et cetera. And then for the individual, I think it's getting that next person. And then again, training that person well, correctly. I, I would and s- then if, if they're that, sorry, I have, if they're that busy where they need another person, they might need like, oh, I need to get work done. You send them to F9, they get trained. Wonderful. They come back. Holy cow. F9 Galaxy Headquarters. Galactic. If, if, if we can get them, if we can get a build. Yeah. So if any of this sounds appealing, email us, akg at f9productions.com. Um, let, we, we, there's no structure to it right now, but let I want to know if there's any interest in that kind of strategy whatsoever. Yeah. What, what would you even call that? You wouldn't call that business coaching. Just I think business. Franchise. Business, well, no, no. Franchising, I know, but business partnering. That's what it's called. It's like, we're not a business coach. We're a business partner. Boom! Tagline! Tag. <laughs> Tag it! Tag it! Bag it! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. What? We're not a business coach. We're not coach. a business coach. We're a, we're business. a business partner. Okay. And that is... I'm, taglines are the, my thing. <laughs> so next, I, I have Nick Reeds. I have our best friend. Oh, fantastic. Hello, best friends. 
I hope you had a great week this week. A reading. Foundational Clients. When I look back at the startup of our firm, I can see that we nurtured four main clients. A constant stream of referrals has flowed from these four clients. If you're running a startup, invest your energies and attention on your early core clients. They will be your greatest champions and fuel for growth. Spread the word. If you consistently stretch yourself to deliver ever better work for them, your clients will spread the word by telling their friends and associates. These endorsements are better than any marketing effort you do to win over a new client. Art Gensler, and I could not agree more. Alan Lance, outside of Architects in California, has anyone ever gotten a commission project that started as a lead from Howes? Ever? Asking for a friend. Toodles! I don't know, have they? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, go, go ahead. What, what's great about that is that we, one of our foundational clients that we started with, there was two of them that were very early on, just came circled back, has given us a couple recommendations. Um, the contractor that we used for that has given a couple recommendations. And he can and we, we, I pulled up the email just now. I pulled it, I was gonna, I was hoping it would be, so that, that client, both of those clients, I, I just have to iterate this. They both came from Craigslist. Okay. Wow. You got to start somewhere. And I, not house, not house. Uh, we can go into that later, but, um, they contacted us. I know it was a Craigslist ad for sure. Uh, so he, this one of the, one of these clients contacted us in, on September 28th, 2010. I have the email archived and <clears throat> we've did a, we did a preliminary cabin design for him. It was like they didn't want to build that much. Then we did a, then we did an actual cabin design. It was on our first built projects that we got that we completed. We went above and beyond with that drawing set. That was one of the first ones where we did all of the we did all the structural drafting and stuff and had an engineer overlook it and everything everything was clean, clear, precise. We were starting to do, you know, fully coordinated sets, even with like the mechanicals and everything. And then the the contractor was so impressed with the set. So was so was the client and with how everything came out because we just we listened and did did what they wanted to do. Fundamentals. Fundamental stuff, fundamental stuff. And like Alex said, now he's now he's come back. We just met with him yesterday, so it's eight years later. Yeah. And we're doing now. We're doing now. He he bought a new business, he can, uh, a new building. He's going to start a whole new business. It's like full circle. So we're hoping that the other person who's who's been also a foundational client, one hundred percent, where we did the golden duplex for, will come back to us. So we have like a full full circle. Uh, you know, number eight, figure eight. Yep. Oh, and then the other one, the other one that you know with the the um, plex, the uh, twenty four plex. Honestly, that was pretty because remember you even did a design for like eight townhomes. Yeah, that's where the that townhomes was came from. Too. That was Craigslist too. And we're still doing stuff there, yeah. which is kind of crazy. I, you know? I was even telling my wife, I said, if if the economy crashed like crazy, far be it for me to you know go like all the way back to the fundamentals and say like, screw it. Now we're on Craigslist again. People are looking for deals. It is what it is. People got to eat. Yes. You're going to make it work. You're going to have to adapt your system again maybe the revit the template gets updated one more time and you retool everything so you can get even more efficient i i wonder too because i was thinking should we go back to craigslist but i think i don't know if people are still there like it was eight, i don't nine think years so ago. and we've evolved my point with this is is you can evolve 
just because you start, just because you start there, doesn't mean you can't evolve to where we're at now, where we're talking about just w- relying on our website. And we, now we found, you know, for us, it's Thumbtack we use. And then plus it's referrals. We have evolved to, we're finally at that stage where obviously referrals, referrals are coming back to us now. Yep. We're, and we're, and we're they there. have, but these are just so fundamentals and it linked with this book. Yeah. There was, man, I, I literally want to read this book word for word. And I, <laughs> that's how good it is. So you guys need to get arts principles. That's where all of these Nick reads are coming from. Because it talked about, I, I had to skip these, right? Um, show your client respect, listen to them, which is what we talked about the last time or the time before. Um, become a trusted advisor, Devin Tilly. That's like his tagline. That's literally his tagline. And I don't even know if he's read this book. It is an architecture book, right? Yeah. But that's what they sell. Marvin, uh, Mountain View Windows and Doors, they're your trusted advisor. They will give you the right advice, right? And then repeat clients. So, and a lot of a lot of becoming a trusted advisor, I think you're not going to do it right away, right? I think you need to take some lessons on the chin. You know, one of the lessons uh, this this just came up in in uh, for the top house or the top shelf house that we have going on right now. So, uh, Jazz House, which we which we did in 2013, the bank the bank came back to us back to the client and said, "You don't have enough bedrooms." <laughs> because one of the bedrooms was one of the rooms was a studio on the first floor is the, there's this garage door comes up and there wasn't a closet in the room so it didn't count as a, be- a bedroom right is this the one next to the kitchen kind of no this is on the main floor oh this is on the main floor so <clears throat> top shelf has more than one floor hold, hold on jazz house oh jazz yeah, house sorry. studio has two oh that that house yes, has. I so the bank says hey we're not going to finance you guys because there's not enough bedrooms. Because if this, you know, let's if something happens and you get divorced and you got to sell the house, well, you know, we got to be able to sell the house or whatever, or you go bankrupt, you go bankrupt, right? or you know, you default on the loan. The lesson learned there was was instead of uh, upping the material values or, or doubling down and putting having to put more money down, the lesson learned from there was put the damn closet in. If you got if you after CO, if you got to get rid of it, you got to get rid of it. That's your deal. That's your prerogative. But yep. what you do is you do construct the closet. So top shelf client calls me this earlier this week and go same problem, exact same problem. I go you just put in you put in the closet and you do what you do later. That's up to you. It's your, it's your prerogative. Yep. And he goes because he goes it, he goes because I'm, I'm calling you Lance as my trust as as my architect who I trust yep. and, and I want your I need your advice here. What would you do? And I just flat out told him, but it, I, you had to, we had to take one on the chin. We had to cross these weird, this weird area. Yep. And if you plan for that, that closet, and even if they take it away, they know that let's say they're going to sell it. They can build it back in sure. if they want to. Another thing. So have you heard of a blue ocean strategy? I have not. Okay. Anyways, I won't go into it, but it's basically making a larger market for yourself. So here was an example of a law firm in Kazakhstan, right? Who they're all fighting on the same thing. Really? Lower cost. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Lower cost. Um, and then they'd have a whole bunch of specialties. So we do this, this, they do absolutely everything. So they said, oh no, we're only going to work, be a law firm for investment bank banking. And then like something else, like two main things. And what we're going to do is in our law firm, we're going to bring in economists, uh, and stuff like that. So when the people from London, the United States come in, we can say, we're your tr-, like, they can have the economic outlook for you. They can do it. We're a law firm that's being also your trusted advisor that way too. So I don't know how that pertains to us whatsoever, but it's a, since we're talking about business and not everyone's an architect, um, it's about being a trusted advisor and, and helping your client out. Yeah. Can't yeah. stress it enough. Can't stress it enough. Guess what's next? What is next, Al? A-R-E Jeopardy. So we will bring in the boys and here we go. (laughs) 
All right, here we go. First question. Which statement on the solar reflective uh, index is true, SRI? A, the lower the SRI value, the better the chances of reducing the heat island effect. B, the SRI value is a measure of the ability to absorb solar heat. C, the SRI value ranges from 0 to 1,000. D, the higher the SRI value, the better the material's chances of reducing the heat island effect. E, the SRI value is lowest when the material is coolest. Want me to repeat any of them? I might give up. Which one is true? A, yep. B, C, D, or E. This will be on the test, I promise. Yeah. Are you guys ready? D, D, D. Everyone is correct. Bam. Wow. Bam. Let me mark all that down. One, two, three. Congratulations. Right. Uh, what steps can the architect take to minimize the impact of a parking lot, uh, of the parking lot, the site? <laughs> Am I reading that wrong? Uh, what steps can an architect take to minimize the impact of a parking lot on the site? Yeah, but Missing it doesn't in- say on. I understand, but I, I you know. Yeah, you, you, there we go. Okay. okay, check the three that apply. Okay, guys? And there's five. <laughs> there's five of them. So, uh, A, separate the pedestrian and vehicular pass. B, the have only the minimum parking required by the local zoning ordinance. C, provide some parking under the building. D, have single loaded parking lots. E, have double loaded parking lots that share access lanes. Okay. A, separate the pedestrian and vehicular pass. B, have only the minimum parking required by the local zoning ordinance. C, provide some parking under the building. E, A, B, C, D, that's D, this one's D, have single loaded parking lots. E, have double loaded parking lots that share access lanes. Don't you just love this? Yeah. Don't you just I love, love it. it? I love it. I love it. Okay. okay wait, we start. A, nope. <laughs> A, no. B, yes. C, yes. E, yes. Bam. So A, separate Good the pedestrian and vehicular pass. That would not minimize the impact. That would maximize it. Yep. And then, and then. Have a double loaded on parking lots on each side. It's like a double loaded hallway. Like a corridor. Uh, yep. Having a single loaded one would not be as efficient. Okay. Lance is reading the next two. Okay. I got to move this. I got to move this little computer. Computer, All right. Question number three. Which statement regarding the solar azimuth? Okay. Let me start this over. Uh, which statement regarding the solar azimuth angle is true? A, the value of the azimuth is constant throughout the year. Uh, B, it is the angle of the sun's location north or south from an east-west axis line. C, it is the angle of the sun in the sky from the horizon. D, it is the angle of the sun's location from the vertical zenith. Or E, it is the angle of the tilt of the polar axis. Would you like me to read them again? Or are you guys good? (laughs) I'm going to do them all. Okay, number three. This is question number three. Which statement regarding the solar azimuth angle is true? A, the value of the azimuth is constant throughout the year. B, it is the angle of the sun's location north or south 
from an east-west axis line. C, it is the angle of the sun in the sky from the horizon. D, it is the angle of the sun's location from the vertical zenith. E, it is the angle of the tilt of the polar axes. C, C, C. Incorrect. It is B. It is the angle of the sun's location north or south from an east axis line. East, west. I think those ones are hard when you, you know, it's like reference this from that. Yeah. It gets kind of confusing. Yep. Yep. So someone's Gr- in the lead? Gresh. Great. Great. Good. Great. Okay. So last question. Jason and Mark have to get this right so we go to a tiebreaker. Awesome. Please, please do. Please do. Question number four. In a building site located in a cold climate, it is usually advisable to locate the main entrance facing which direction? A, north. B, northeast. C, west. D, south. E, east. Cold climate. Cold climate. Where should you enter? Where should you enter? A, north. B, northeast. C, west. D, south. E, east. What do we got? D, D, A. D is correct. Do we have, oh, we have no. Winner. We have a winner. All right. King of ARE Jeopardy. Awesome. Today. Yep. All right. That's it for that. Two last announcement announcements before Lance talks. Uh, one, do you know who's on the Entree Architect podcast this week? Wow, I'm embarrassed to say I don't. Eric Reinholds. Oh, by cool. 35. I cannot wait to listen to that. So check that That'd out if you haven't. Um, and then also, if you're interested in, in marketing, in growing your firm, uh, check out arcmarketing.org forward slash inside podcast. Go there. Get the structure. Get the framework. It's Enoch letting you know how to actually grow from proven tactics, from training lots of people. So you might as well go and take a look. Again, that's arc, A-R-C-H, marketing.org forward slash inside podcast. And that is free, right, Al? Free. Doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it doesn't cost you a thing. Check it out. Check yeah, it out. You could be at work. You could put it on your headphones. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, just want to say thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you like the podcast, if you love the podcast, Please, 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 if you're a student, if you're a professional, if you're just our friend, share your favorite episode this week. Doesn't matter which one it is. Share it with someone you, someone you care about, someone you, you think could benefit from the message. And keep your enemies closer, so send it to them also. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. But please, that's the only way I think we, we, we truly grow this thing is if you guys recommend it to somebody else, especially if you're a student. Um, Share it with the whole studio. Say, hey, I, I can't, I can't quit listening to these guys. They're they're fantastic. Uh, Alex is hilarious. Lance is hilarious. We, we, we make jokes. All these, all this good stuff. And then follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Facebook. Please join inside the firm uh, podcast secret Facebook group, uh, so we can we, <laughs> super secret, super secret. No one knows. All, about nobody it. knows about it until now, right? <laughs> now there's about forty members there right now. But we'd love to have you in there. You can ask us all kinds of cool questions. Uh, we're happy to happy to have a dialogue with you. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 